This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A key Senate Republican says he would expect to see his caucus try to restrict the Biden administration's climate efforts, especially when it comes to potential impacts on agriculture. Speaking at a Punchbowl News event, South Dakota Republican John Thune said there would be several tools available to Senate Republicans to address the issue, and he expects them to be used. Yes, there will be attempts, I believe, by us to try and rein in, lighten the regulatory touch. Um, you know, we all believe there are certain regulations that are important, but this administration is, uh, is really um, putting what I would call a very heavy hand of regulation on the economy, and I think it's having some... Um, you know, adverse uh, impacts and consequences. He says in particular, things like the climate disclosure rule proposed by the Securities and Exchange Commission is getting attention with rural lenders. The heavy hand of government regulation in certain sectors of our economy already is having a profound impact, energy being one. One that we're concerned about is agriculture. I mean, there are small lenders in places like South Dakota really worried about what this is going to mean if they decide that a livestock producer in western South Dakota emits methane and therefore shouldn't get funded um, by a bank because a regulatory um, you know, institution is putting pressure on that lender not to make that loan. I, I think those are very real um, impacts that this is having. Thune also says he expects a lot will happen between now and Election Day, but he anticipates Republicans will take the Senate majority over concerns about inflation and border security. Another member of the Senate Agriculture Committee expects to see some Biden administration nominees have a speedy path through their confirmation process. Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley says he hasn't polled his Senate colleagues on the specifics of whether or not the nominations of Jose Esteban, Vincent Logan, and Alexis Taylor should expect to be slowed by a hold or other stalling tactics. But I would suspect that this is going to go through almost as rapidly as the uh, nomination for Ambassador for Trade, uh, Agriculture Trade, uh, Special Trade Representative's Office, I think. That nominee is Doug McCaleb, who has advanced through the Senate Finance Committee to be the next chief ag negotiator at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. But he has yet to receive a Senate floor vote. Grassley hopes to see that happen soon. Taylor is the Biden administration's nominee to be USDA's next trade undersecretary. Esteban is the pick for food safety undersecretary. And Garfield is up for a position on the Farm Credit Board. Stay tuned to AgriPulse for more on that Thursday hearing. Finally today, Senators took a look at USDA's Rural Housing Service today. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer followed along and has more. Lack of adequate technology and staff have made federal rural housing programs less successful than they could be. Today, in a Senate Banking Committee, witnesses emphasized those needs and also offered additional suggestions for alleviating the shortage of affordable rural housing. Tanya Plummer is director of Native American Housing Programs at Enterprise Community Partners. USDA's subsidy recapture requirements are damaging to Native borrowers with houses on trust land, she said, but that doesn't mean they should go away entirely. A nuanced approach we feel is needed, and the subsidy recapture should be treated one way on tribal land, one way in appreciating markets, and another way in depreciating markets. Montana Democrat Senator John Tester seemed unfamiliar with the program. thing called a subsidy recapture. Tell me when that's used or why that's used, either one. Plummer explained it's a benefit that lowers a borrower's interest rate but then has to be repaid upon sale or death. 
She gave an example of a family that had to pay a $20,000 debt to keep their home when the father died. David Batney of the Mortgage Bankers Association advocated for USDA to accept manufactured homes in its loan programs. Um, I've personally toured these homes. Uh, These homes are indistinguishable. If you walk through a home with a building engineer, you have a difficult time to know if it was site-built versus factory-built. Yet he said one can be built in 10 days and cost 20 to 30 percent less than traditional construction. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at curiousplot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.